Oh Lord, for everything you have done for us. As we gather this morning to share your word, we pray, Lord, that you speak to us, that your word will minister to our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge, Lord, that you are the head of our lives. You are the head, the bishop of our soul. You have kept us alive till today. And as we remember the birth of Jesus Christ, we just want to say thank you for giving to us a son. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, I'm going to talk about the event of his birth. And I'm going to make it very brief today. Um, <clears throat> Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. The Bible says, Now in the seed month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greetings this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And bring forth a son. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary answered to the angel, How can this be? since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her. Who was called barren for with God nothing will be impossible then Mary said behold the maid servant of the Lord let it be to me according to your word <clears throat> and the angel departed I mean this is a story that we have heard over and over again we, we almost we have read this over and over again it looks like <clears throat> almost every Christmas we read this story of course, and it's important that we continue to read it because Christmas is all about remembering the birth of Jesus Christ. Remembering the fact that God fulfilled his promise to mankind. That God promised man that he was going to give a son. And Christmas is remembering the fact that Jesus was born. And as much as we all know and understand that Jesus was not born on 25th December, 
we only set this day apart to remember his birth and to celebrate his birth. When the, the scripture that I just read, the Bible says, in the seventh month of in the seventh month, the angel appeared to Gabriel. Most of the times when people read this, they think about it as being the seventh month of the year. But that's not what the text, if you put the the past the sentence in context of the Bible, the Bible wasn't talking about the seventh month of the year, but it was talking about the seventh month of Elizabeth's conception. So in the seventh month, when you read this text again, <laughs> take it back. When you read the text again, it says, now in the seventh month, most some people will translate it as being the seventh month of the year. But the, it is, if you put it in context, it is not the seventh month of the year, but the Bible is referring to the seventh month of Elizabeth's conception. So in the seventh month of Elizabeth's conception, the angel came to Mary. So when you read the first two verses, the first two verses that come after this, verse 23 says that so it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he departed to his own house. Now after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself for five months saying, thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away the reproach among my people. <clears throat> and so in verse 26, it says, it, it continues by saying, now in the seventh month. So it is the seventh month of Elizabeth's conception. When you come back to verse 36 again, it says, now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the seventh month of her who was called barren. So, I know some people have said that, oh, when the, when you cut this passage off and you start from verse 26, you will assume that the angel came to Mary in the seventh month of the year. But that's not what the Bible is saying. The angel came to Mary in the seventh month of Elizabeth's conception. It means that John the Baptist had been conceived for six months before the word came to Mary. <clears throat> now, Mary had prepared herself to be used by God. It was God's plan that a virgin was going to be the one to carry the seed or to carry the promise of God. And Mary had found that favor. Even though she wasn't the only virgin living in that time, God chose her. God chose her because she had the pre-qualification, which is being a virgin. So Mary prepared herself to be used by God. In our dispensation as we get ready for next year what are those preparations that we have to make for the things that god is about to do in 2024 in every single year every single moment god is doing something god has is god is looking for people to use god is looking for people who he will work through but he will only work through vessels that are prepared he will only work through people who have prepared themselves to be used by him. Mary prepared herself. She gave herself the pre-qualification to be used by God. And so as we get ready for next year, we need to prepare ourselves for the things that God is about to do. For the things that God has for us. We need to prepare ourselves for the plan of God, for the promise of God. We need to prepare ourselves 
for the things that God has for the world. If God is going to do anything for this world, for our world, he will need people. But he will need people who have prepared themselves. Mary prepared herself in her dispensation for God to use her. In 2024, I know that God is going to do great things in this world. God is going to do great things among his people. God is going to do great things in his church. But he will need people who are prepared. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 and 21, it says that, But in a great house they are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. <clears throat> and so in this dispensation, in the next year in the next coming year god will be looking for people who are prepared god will be looking for vessels who are cleansed who have cleansed themselves and have prepared themselves for him to use the bible says therefore if a man cleanses himself from the latter he will be a vessel of honor sanctified and useful for the master prepared for every good work i pray that in the next coming year when god is looking for men and women to use he will identify us. When God is looking for people who will accomplish and bring to pass his purpose, he will identify us. He will select us. I pray that every grace and every favor, mercy that we need to prepare ourselves, to present our vessels, sanctified for God's use, we will receive that grace. We will be prepared when God calls us to use us to bless our generation and to use us to bring to pass his purpose. So Mary had prepared herself to be used by God. Her heart was at the right place. She believed God's word, even though it didn't make sense. That the angel said that you shall give birth, you will have a child. And she knew that she had not been with a man, but she just believed God, that whatever God has said, she said, be it unto me as you have said. That is a demonstration of her faith. That I am here, Lord, use me. She presented herself to be used by God. I pray that in the coming years, we will all present ourselves to be used by God. There are so many of us that God is calling us to do certain things. But like Mary, I pray that we will all have the courage and the boldness to say, Lord, I am here, use me. Lord, I am here, send me. Lord, be it unto me as you have said. That was what Mary said. Be it unto me as you have said. May it come to pass according to what you have said. <clears throat> it means that I am willing to obey. I am willing to present myself. I am willing to be used by you for your purpose. So Mary prepared herself. Not only did she prepare herself, but she presented herself to be used. Again, she believed in what the angel told her, even though it didn't make sense. The Bible tells us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. The Bible tells us again that it is impossible to please God without faith. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, it is impossible to please God without faith. And if faith cometh by hearing and our goal is to please God, then I believe we need to increase our faith. We need to hear more and read more of the word of God so that we'll be at a place that our life bring God the greatest pleasure. 
And so we need faith to be able to accomplish what God wants for us. Now, when the when Mary asked the angel, how can these things be? The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, will overshadow you. And that thing that is in your womb will be called the Son of God. The overshadowing presence of the Holy Spirit is something we have to desire and yearn for. As we get ready for 2024, we have to yearn that our lives our weaknesses, the things we are unable to do, the things that seem impossible for us, the things in our lives that seem like they will never change, we submit those things to the power of the Holy Spirit, that the overshadowing presence of the Holy Spirit will cause us to be able to do things that we, we, we ordinarily will not be able to do, will cause us to receive results that ordinarily we will not be able to receive, that will cause us will cause our lives to align to the purpose and to the will of God for our lives. In the next coming year, we I want us to have a desire that the Holy Spirit will overshadow us, that we will experience the overshadowing power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is that power which accomplishes anything that God desires to do. When God sends forth the word, the power of is made available through the Holy Spirit to accomplish what He wants to do. And so the power of the Holy Spirit, we are praying, our, our desire and our prayer for next year is that we'll be overshadowed by the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll be overshadowed by the presence of the Holy Spirit that will be enveloped by His presence so that we will get results that align to the will and to the purpose of God. So that we'll get results that goes beyond the natural will be the supernatural. The supernatural has not ended. It did not end with the apostles. It did not end with the ascension of Jesus Christ. As long as we are here on earth, we will still need God's intervention. And it will not make sense for the supernatural to end whilst we are still here and whilst the body of, the, uh, the body of Christ, which is the church, is still here. Whilst the Holy Spirit is still present here, the Holy Spirit, that is the power, who is the power that accomplishes the things that God wants to be done. If he's here with us and he's inside of us, then the supernatural has not ended. And so we should desire the overshadowing presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That will cause us to fulfill what God has for us. Without the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, there is no way we can do what God wants us to do. And so in the coming year, let's desire that we will be overshadowed by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let's stay in the place where we will always be dwelling in His presence. Let's stay in the place of prayer. Stay in the place of worship. Stay in the atmosphere of praise. Stay in the place of meditating on His Word so that we can experience that overshadowing presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, in chapter 2 of Luke, the Bible says that, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. His, this census first took place while Quirinius was, was governing Syria. So all went to be registered to his own city. 
Joseph also went up from Galilee out of Nazareth into Judea. So Joseph was living in Galilee out of Nazareth in Judea to the city of David. But he had to travel to the city of David, which is Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, so who was with child. So Mary was pregnant, but Joseph, who was living in Nazareth, had to travel to Bethlehem to register his name. So it verse six says, so it was so it was while so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to deliver, and she brought for her first son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger, because there was no room for him. So Joseph was living in Nazareth. But there had been prophecies about the birth of Jesus Christ, that Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem. And so there has to be a way for the word of God concerning the birth of Jesus Christ to come to pass. Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem. And so the king made a rule, unaware to the king, that this whole thing was going to happen. The king gave an instruction that everybody should go and register. And Joseph, who was living in Nazareth at that time, had to travel to Bethlehem. And whilst they were in Bethlehem, it was time for Mary to give birth. This was the fulfillment of God's prophecy. But look at all the players. Look at the players that God used. God had to use an unbeliever king to make a rule that everybody has to go and be registered. And then that necessitated the fact that Joseph had to travel to Bethlehem. God worked all things for the fulfillment of his prophecy. And so when God has given us a promise, when God has given us a prophecy, we should trust God that he's watching over every word he has said to us to bring it to pass. Every promise that God has given us, he's watching over that promise to fulfill it. Just like he watched over his promise concerning the birth, every detail of the promise came to pass that a virgin will be with a child. Yes, it happened that a virgin was with a child. It's also happened that the child was, was supposed or was going to be born in Bethlehem. Even when his parents lived in Nazareth, God still found, find, found a way to bring them to Bethlehem for the fulfillment of that promise. And so when God has given us a word, we should know that he's working behind the scene to bring to pass his word. He's working everything together, connecting people and connecting things together to bring to pass his word. At some point, it looks like the word or the promise might never come to pass. But we can trust him that he's connecting us to people, connecting us to places that matter in our lives. So we are not anyone who carries the promise or carries a promise of God, will never find himself in a place by accident. God will work all things for his good. God will bring him to the place that he wants him to be. So we can trust God in times that we need directions for our lives. We can trust God that he's working things together for our good. Even though Joseph was living in Nazareth, but the purpose that Mary carried had to be birthed in Bethlehem. And so God transported them 
through the rule or through the legislation that has been made by an unbeliever king, God has transported them and brought them to Bethlehem so that the promise will come to pass. So we can, wherever we find ourselves, every stage of our lives, as long as we carry the promise and the purpose of God, we know that God is ordering our steps to the right place. The timing and and place for God's promise, we will not miss it because God is leading us, because God is guiding us to the place that he wants us to be. The Bible says that Christ was born. Before before I move on, I want to read this text. The Bible in, in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12. The Bible says, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I'm actively watching my word to fulfill it. If you have received any word from God, then know that God is not inactive concerning his word. God is not passive concerning his word. He's actively engaged in your life to bring to pass his word. He's actively watching over his word, ensuring that he's leading you to the exact place that will bring to pass the fulfillment of his word. So you can trust God that he will bring you to the point and to the place that his word concerning you will fulfill. Because his promise is that he's actively watching over his word. If you are trusting God for anything or if you have received any word from God, know that he's actively watching over that word to bring to pass. Next thing I want us to see is that Christ was born in a manger. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who holds the keys to this whole world, the one who through him everything was created. The Bible says that he was born in a manger. In a very lonely place. So it doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter where you start. Christ started in a manger. If where you start really matters, then Christ shouldn't have been the king of all kings. At this earth. Um, the king over all the earth or the king of all kings at the end of the, of, of the earth or at the end of um, our stay here on earth. Even though he was born in a manger, he's going to become the king of all kings on earth and so where you begin does not matter but as you continue to align with the purpose and the plan of god god will lead you to his perfect plan for your life christ was humble enough to take upon him the form of a man and even when he took upon him the form of a man he agreed to be born in the manger he agreed to become the lowest servant the bible says in philippians chapter 2 verse 5 that let this mind be in you, just like it was in Christ. Just like it was in Christ, to empty himself of honor, to empty himself of his reputation, to empty himself of his God nature, and, to, and, and take upon him the form of a man. Bible says that even though he was in all form, in all aspect, God, he did not consider it something to hold on to. But he gave it away. He gave up his reputation, taking upon him the form of a bond servant. A bond servant is a servant who was committed to serve all his life. A bond servant is a servant who has handed over his life to his master and does not do things according to his own will, but according to the will of his master. So Christ took upon him the form of a bond servant and he became like a man. The Bible says that even when he was found like a man, 
he humbled himself and became and became obedient to the point of death and that is why god has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name one important thing we can learn about the birth of jesus christ and the coming of god to this earth is that we should take <clears throat> we should learn from his humility the example of his humility that he set for us that he has led the way that everyone who wants to fulfill God's promise everyone who wants to fulfill God's assignment must empty themselves of who they are must empty themselves of their pride must empty themselves of the things that prevent them from being servants Christ had to empty himself of being God and became like a man and lived among men and even when he was found like a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death to be able to follow the will of God the glory must always come back to God and not to us and therefore we have to learn every single day to empty ourselves of who we are empty ourselves of our reputation so that we will be able to fulfill the will of God and we can learn this from the example of Christ that even though he was in the form of God he did not think it was something to hold on onto but he emptied himself and became obedient unto God the bible tells us that there was no room for Christ when he was born hence he had to be born in a manger Christ came to this world to save the world but in the world that he came to save there was no room for him in the world as we celebrate christmas and we make it um as as we we enjoy with our families and celebrate and have parties and buy things and buy things we have to make room for christ in our celebration we don't only remember him when things are not going the way we want to go but in our celebration we have to make room for Christ the world is trying so hard to take Christ out of christmas but he has to be the center of our celebration we have to make room for Christ in our celebration as we go into 2024 we have to make room for Christ every single day of our lives we don't just give Christ the leftover space in our lives but Christ becomes the priority and he's the number one. We make room for him every every day. We make room for him every week. We make room for him every month. For the for the year 2024, let's make room. Let's be conscious to make room for Christ in our lives. Let's be conscious to have time for the things of God and for God in our lives. The Bible says that all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. and the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all it means none of us was looking for christ none of us actually made provision for him but he came to look for us and now that he has found us as people of god we have to make room for him let's be conscious of making room for christ every day of our lives because the bible says when we draw nigh to god he will draw nigh to us and so for a year 2024 to be better than 2023 we have to consciously make room for Christ every single day of the year because he desires to have fellowship with us that he was able to leave his throne above and become a baby and be born just so 
that he will bring us back into fellowship with God. It means that this fellowship is so important to God and it's so important to the Godhead that God had to go through all this to bring us back to him. And so let's also in our lives, now that we have been found by God, let us daily make room for Christ in our lives. And so to summarize everything that we have that we have um, read, we have discussed today. The first thing is that every promise, every prophecy from God will come to pass. Every the details of all the things that God has said concerning us, it will come to pass. God did not just allow the Messiah to be born by a virgin as he promised. He did not just allow the Messiah to be born from the family of David as he promised. He did not just allow the Messiah to come to Israel as he has promised, but every single detail, including the place that the Messiah was supposed to be born, came to pass. And so God is careful concerning every single thing he has said. He's watching over every single word he has said concerning us. And all the details that he's written and he's promised us concerning our lives will come to pass. No single word of God will fail. So if you are holding on to any single, any word in the year 2023, even as we have seven days more to the end of the year, you can trust that his word concerning you this year will not fail. It will come to pass. Let always be prepared and expectant for the fulfillment of God's word. Mary, Israel were not expecting that the Messiah was going to come. Even though they were expecting, they were not careful to see when the Messiah finally was born. Nobody was paying attention, but Mary was prepared. She prepared her vessel to be used. And let's not be like Israel. Let's not be like the world that Christ came to meet, that they did not find a place for him when he was born because they were not careful enough or they were not expecting well enough that the Messiah was going to come. But let's be expecting the fulfillment of God's word. In 2024, let's keep our expectations high that God's word concerning us will come to pass. Let's have expectations of the fulfillment of God's promise. Whatever he has said concerning us, it will not fail. It will come to pass. Let's put our confidence in the word of God. Even when the situation does not look like the word of God, is going to come to pass. When it feels like the word of God is going to fail, let's trust in the word of God because the word of God is more real than our, our, our situations. The word of God is more, is more real than the condition. So let's put our confidence in the word. Like Mary said, be it unto me as you have said. Let's partner. The next point, number four, is let's partner with the Holy Spirit for the accomplishment of God's purpose. In 2024, there are so many things that God intends to do in this world. There are so many things that God intends to do in the lives of people. Let's be willing to partner with the Holy Spirit to bring to pass those things that God intends to do in this world. Those things that God intends to do in the body. Those things that God intends to do in the lives of people. Let's partner with the Holy Spirit to bring to pass those things. Let's yield ourselves. Let's be sensitive and attentive to the Holy Spirit. Let's make time for God's word. Let's make time for the things of God. As we make room for God in our, in our lives, it opens the door for God to come in our lives and use us to do those great things that he intends to do 
in, in our world. So in 2024, we should know that every promise and prophecy of God will come to pass. Let's be prepared and expectant of God's word. Let's put our confidence in the in the word of God, even when the situation looks otherwise, even when the situation does not look favorable. The next thing is let's partner with the Holy Spirit for the accomplishment of God's purpose. And let's make room in our lives daily for God. Let's make room in our lives, in our families, in everything that we are doing. Let's always be conscious of the presence of God and make room for the things of God. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this morning that we have spent in your presence. We pray in Jesus' mighty name that as we celebrate Christmas, O oh God, let joy fill our heart, O oh God. Let every burden be lifted in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, for everyone under the sound of my voice and everyone connected in this church. Lord, in the next seven days, we pray that your protection will be doubled upon us and upon our family members. We pray that every promise that we are holding on to, every heart desire, every prayer that we have prayed, we receive those testimonies in the next seven days. We declare that we we'll see your glory. We take hold of joy. We take hold of grace. We take hold of favor in Jesus' mighty name. We take hold of the answers to our prayers. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 God bless you so much. Have a Merry Christmas.